Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Austin, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. So hi, Ala. Hi, Austin. <laughs> nice well, seeing you again. Yes, yeah, been been a while. Um, good to see you. Uh, maybe to start, you could just uh, shortly introduce yourself, and then you can share your story about how you. <laughs> came to Lithuania. <laughs> it's a very well well rehearsed story because I it's like one of the no opening lines. Hi, I'm Ala. I'm from Ukraine. I can even say this part in Lithuanian because <laughs> really? I just uh, took my state exam oh, in Lithuanian and constitution. Nice. Yes, I passed. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm officially A2 level of Lithuanian and I don't know like existing level of constitutional knowledge. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. So it was super fun. So yeah, I was born and raised in Ukraine, then I did my bachelor's uh, in Ukraine and then moved to the US. That's mm-hmm. how my international journey started, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Kiev to work and in Kiev after some years I just decided that I need this master's degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Lithuania to do my master's in international marketing commerce oh, or okay. it's international Commerce and marketing, something mm. at Vilnius University. Okay. No, it was actually at Kaun- in uh, Kaunas yeah. at uh, VDU. Uh, Vito dos, Vito de Ma- yeah, Vito Vito Magnus de- University. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, first time I saw Lithuania, I was in Kaunas, and uh, mm. we had an amazing international community there, and I loved my studies. But after second semester, I decided. I want to travel a bit more, and I did my Erasmus in Estonia. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I lived half a year in Estonia, uh, did my Erasmus there, and um, decided to move back to Vilnius, to Mm. to Lithuania. So I fell in love with the city, honestly, and I don't want to compare any cities like Mm -hmm. between each other in Lithuania, but Vilnius has a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. I feel very confident. I I feel very comfortable here. Mm -hmm. Kaunas is... It has a special place in my heart as well because it's my student city, but mm-hmm. mostly I know bars there. Okay. And I still <laughs> also have, good to know. <laughs> yeah, I still have friends and I enjoy visiting friends in Kaunas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but Vilnius is my hometown, mm-hmm. if I'm allowed to say that, but I feel like it's my home now. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So what brought you um, to come to Vilnius? Was it a job opportunity or did you just want to, to mm-hmm. explore it, what it was like? I'm, I am I was living in Estonia and then mm-hmm. I was finishing my Erasmus in Estonia and it was sort of like, you know, in between because I had only last semester left when I needed to write my thesis. Mm-hmm. And basically I wasn't like, you know, tied to any of the places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could finish my degree in Estonia or I could finish it in Kaunas and still, you know, have mm-hmm. been connected with my mentor mm-hmm. or I could just live in Vilnius. I, already, I was already working in Lithuania by the time I moved to Estonia. So actually, we had an office here. Well, it's actually how my... It's not professional journey started, but it's my fintech journey started. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and finished it, uh, like, in a few years after that as well. <laughs> but it was a different industry for me as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm jumping from one topic to another. But no worries, yeah, I was, it's all good. <laughs> I was working by the time I was finishing my degree. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of writing my master thesis, and I was working at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was like going to work a cafe mm-hmm. on the weekends to just write my thesis, mm-hmm. uh, to write emails to my mentor, and just you know I went took my um, 
what is it, the defense, like master thesis defense, mm -hmm. yeah, and just went back to Vilnius to to, to the office. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. So, what was uh, what was what were you? What did you start to work? Uh, so, the first company in Lithuania was it was a small business. Mm -hmm. uh, we did an invoice in software, mm -hmm. and I was a marketing manager for that company. It was super interesting because uh, in Kiev, I worked as a brand manager at the pharmaceutical industry, mm -hmm. uh, at the pharmaceutical company uh, Bayer. Mm -hmm. And before that, it was MSD Ukraine, so pharmaceutical company as well. Mm -hmm. And both were large multinational companies, which has its own beauties and has its own specifics, mm -hmm. bureaucracy and stuff. And then mm -hmm. when I started work here for a smaller company, mm -hmm. it was like a very big contrast. Mm -hmm of how things are getting done, how fast things can be, mm -hmm. and that you actually enjoy working as a marketing manager okay. instead of, like, you know, writing 5,000 of emails to to the global manager, which has its beauties as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just really feel the difference, and mm -hmm. you see how basically same degree, same area, scope of responsibility can be done from different perspectives. yeah. yeah. Definitely. It depends always on the company and on the field and on uh, everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And after after I finished my degree, I started working for my current company, which is App and Game Development Company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's product analytics uh, called dev to dev and I really enjoy uh, working there. And I'm a marketing manager as well, so I came here to get my marketing degree and I work as a marketing manager, so it all work, works yeah. out. Probably that's what I should do in life. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, nice steps. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. logical. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's like I, I jumped around so much between like different kind of areas. Now things are kind of coming together. But before I was like, you know, I studied environmental science, then the creative business, <laughs> then I did the social entrepreneurship things. And it's like, okay, <laughs> what but, is happening? But now it's kind of coming together. Yeah, but happens. you definitely need that experience to mm. find out what you like, what you're good at what you want to learn and I think that you need to enjoy learning mm -hmm. and you, you should now stop learning that's that's the beauty of life I mm -hmm. guess okay. and also I always say that to everyone I feel it's impossible to know when you're 16 what you're <laughs> going to be for the rest of your life it's it's just impossible mm -hmm. probably if you have this calling if you want to be a scientist if you want to be a doctor mm -hmm. if you want to be an astronaut but how many people are like that? Mm -hmm. Like I, I had no idea what I want to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. When yeah. I was sixteen, I was just okay. I'm finishing school. Like I'm going to the university. Why? Mm -hmm. oh, because I have to. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I didn't really know what I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I had the struggle of trying to figure it out, and I was jumping from everything. I thought, oh, maybe psychology, mm -hmm. interior design, environmental science, <laughs> singing, like. Very similar subject. Oh. <laughs> Very easy to decide. <laughs> but now you have it all combined yeah, together. Yeah, now it's kind of coming together. But, you know, it's like a wild <laughs> journey. It feels like when looking back, like, okay, okay, now it kind of makes sense. But at the time, it's like, oh, chaos. <laughs> In two years, I'll mm -hmm. stay an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> I started, I, I just wanted to sing. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> And now I sing in space. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's completely different, <laughs> but beautiful at the same time. But yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about this kind of like uh, tech ecosystem because you're now working in mm -hmm. this tech park and yeah. like with these companies. What is what is that like? Do you feel there? Oh, at this moment, after mm -hmm. COVID, it's really hard to say what's going on mm -hmm. with the community yeah, because <laughs> we just 
had this uh, last few events, I guess, last two events were offline, but, uh, well, Vilnius Tech Park is a great environment for startups because we have Startup Lithuania mm -hmm. uh, in Tech Park and your favorite Miesto Laboratorio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, it, it's a great community, but uh, in terms of events now, I feel that there are like only a few mm -hmm. going on because, because of the restrictions and I feel that Okay, the winter is coming and the restrictions are lifting off, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have more of these events. And it's beautiful that we had this event that I just told you about, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, Vilnius tech community was just, you know, welcoming Belarusian tech community. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that the more IT specialists and more, more IT people are coming, mm -hmm. the more such events we're going to have. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, uh, you know, the, the whole ecosystem... I I know the stats, but it's mm -hmm. not that we're doing like a lot of events mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I really like uh, Startup Fair, I like Game On uh, conference mm -hmm. that didn't happen last year, unfortunately. But those are like my professional mm -hmm. sort of events. Okay. So. But yeah, no, that's, that's cool. And I, every time I go to like the tech park, it seems like this kind of really like yes yeah, start up you people on scooters office of google office of google like you know small events happening yeah i guess now it's because of covid there's there's less things but yeah because a few years back um we had uh, start i think startup lithuania vilnius tech park itself they were organizing like meetups and we had at least i don't know a few parties like where like the community was getting together mm -hmm. but Fortunately, not so much now, but uh, Lithuanian Game Association, they did an event a few weeks ago as well, and it mm. was like first offline event. Mm. And I think it was it was like around 200 people there, mm. everybody was with, with the passes and stuff, but it was so unusual to see so many people mm -hmm. who went uh, to the Oakley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so many people. <laughs> and it was just, it felt surreal. Because yeah. yeah, you have this, you know, social anxiety. It's like, okay, people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had I had a lot of that. I feel like in the beginning, just coming out, you know, after five months mm. of really kind of isolation, you have to put your makeup on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to actually, you know, look presentable. And but at the same time, it's such a pleasure. It's such a joy to be able to communicate with people and a lot of people as well. Because um, we're working in B two B sphere, and actually, like. All our professional events, we go to the conferences, we used to travel in all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, like in game development, it's like, you, you know, the, you, you know, the conferences and you're so used to, okay, like in, uh, for example, summer, we're going to Cologne to, to Gamescom, mm -hmm. like this is happening. And it's like, it, it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And now you're suddenly like, okay, this is a hybrid event. This is an <laughs> online only. Oh, this, by the way, like this week, no, next week, this week. This week there is going to be an event in Yurmala. Oh, okay. Like game dev conference in Yurmala, mm -hmm. and we're sort of like thinking to go, but it's yeah. still not clear. Like mm -hmm. which part is hybrid, which part is mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. Like who's going to be there because you don't want to like just travel there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to be the only one who is sitting at all the events. But yeah, it's just started like to getting better, and you're getting used to be you know social again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'll take a while until it's kind of a little bit back to normal with, yeah, with yeah, the events, definitely. especially. 
yeah, I have to organize some, and it's it's always kind of okay. We we want to do it live, but what if the restrictions come in? Okay. Yeah, yeah. you have this fear, like when you're flying somewhere, you have this feel fear that it might be challenging to to fly back. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be stuck somewhere. And, mm-hmm. But it's it's so great to be able to to fly and, and yeah. actually meet up with people in person. It's completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. yeah, I was I was planning my vacation in August, and I was sort of thinking, okay, where should I go? Italy, Spain? Like you have flights there, but then you're like thinking, okay, if something happens, mm-hmm. it's really hard to go fly back from Italy. Like you have you have to actually like logistically think about it. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go to Latvia oh, okay. <laughs> because like I know for sure from Latvia. I'll be able to to rent a city B to 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 go by bus to fly like there are a lot of ways to yeah, go. You can come by bike yeah. like if all yeah. else fails. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can just do you know wall scooters. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after after that trip, I thought, okay, so it looked fine. So mm-hmm. I can go to Copenhagen now. Mm. So yeah, I flew with a friend uh, to Copenhagen, and it was sort of like you know this full circle because we had to cancel this event because of the restriction. It mm-hmm. was like. We had quarantine on March 16 last year, and we planned this trip on March 20th. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, we didn't know by then, like, we didn't know mm-hmm. that we're not going to go. And we, like, after the restrictions, we're like, okay, we have to do this trip. Mm-hmm. It was it was really amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, kind of going back. Yeah. But Copenhagen was yeah. worth it, definitely. So, did you have a chance to then get better know um, Lithuania, better, well, Latvia, you said you mentioned? You traveled there as well, but around Lithuania, have you traveled? Oh yeah, restrictions helped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but I really like I really like the nature. Uh, in summer, I went to Klaipeda, went to mm-hmm. Palanga. Uh, last year, I went to Nida. Mm-hmm. That was so, fun. Yeah, and uh, I, I even went to Kaunas mm-hmm. uh, this this summer mm-hmm. to to meet my friends because usually people are coming to Vilnius to the airport and they stay over at my place, so we just meet in Vilnius. Mm-hmm. But finally, I was like, okay, I'm going. We come into Kaunas. Mm-hmm. And I flew to Copenhagen from Kaunas as well, so it was exercise. Yeah, yeah, Kaunas. There are actually a lot of cultural events starting there mm-hmm. because the next year they're the culture capital oh, yeah. of Europe, so it's uh, it's getting quite active. Let's hope they finish all the renovations yeah. in Kaunas because honestly, I never, I, I don't remember Kaunas without any construction on La Cicelia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a long street too, I understand, but I want to see like fully beautiful Kaunas without any construction because yeah. now it's like it's pretty tricky. Yeah, for next year, for, for all the cultural events. Let's <laughs> hope so. Fingers, Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, but I really, yeah, I really like traveling in uh, Lofiena and uh, there are so many trails, even with the restrictions when you weren't able to socialize, to go to any other city. Like mm-hmm. there are so many around Vilnius and even in Vilnius. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Great. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the uh, Girl Gone International group. Yeah. Because I guess in a way we met through there, mm-hmm. and uh, you are now the event manager <laughs> for for the group. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> so, can you tell me a little bit about your experience with that? Because you also attended a lot of events. I think you're quite active I, there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a lot. I feel that they pop up in my feed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it seems fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, one who is our community leader, she 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 has this gift of you know writing very attractive posts and you know mm-hmm. just you know getting people together and uh, talk and socialize and just creating this event. So yeah, we met uh, with uh, Wondon at one of the first events, and mm-hmm. so 
you know, somehow we met with you. I don't mm-hmm. even remember how and when. It seems mm-hmm. seems a lifetime ago. But uh, yeah, I, I attended a couple of events, and uh, now uh, yeah, I'll be trying to organize some events as well. Mm-hmm. What kind of events have you tried? Uh, and from Girls Gone International, we did canoeing, no mm. kayaking, kayaking. Oh, it was nice. a few weeks ago. It was in August. It was warm. Mm-hmm. Seems like it was last year, <laughs> but it was this year. Yeah. <laughs> we did kayaking before that. Oh, last week we did 1,000 uh, members of TGI mm-hmm. Lithuania party. Is it TGI Lithuania or TGI Vilnius? TGI Vilnius, yeah. So yeah, 1,000 members, I cannot imagine. But not... Like not not all of them were present. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, of course. <laughs> but it was it, it was a very fun night, and it's so nice to see people who you know through DJI, who you know not from DJI, and mm-hmm. they're like you know all, all your friends are mixing up together, mm-hmm. and so you you meet new new people, new faces, and you find some you know common ground, and just nice to to to, to discuss the experience of being in Lithuania, mm-hmm. or just you know sci-fi movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just it, it, it's a great community and it's uh, nice and it's a great way to get to know people mm-hmm. and to do the activities that you like mm-hmm. and the activities that you don't want to do alone. Yeah. I don't imagine I would go kayaking alone. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a group activity, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, what else did I do? Uh, few times that we did uh, girls night out or girls dinner and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i'll try to do brunch mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, maybe more nights at some point oh that's nice yeah, yeah yeah i think through brunch i think that's how we met yeah yeah Probably. so yeah missing those brunches because yeah, our friends Soon Mariosa they was, are coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mariosa was organizing them i had Mariosa on uh, the podcast as well oh yeah yeah <laughs> i heard i saw i saw it in the feed and i yeah I listened to it a bit yeah yeah so so yeah she was organizing the brunches and now there's yeah. like a vacuum of nobody organizing them so really <laughs> because you were supposed to do that <laughs> yeah maybe oops <laughs> so i'm glad you're taking over <laughs> no i'm not taking over i'm just you know creating another kind of activities yeah yeah so yeah look, look forward to that because it's great to have live activities again mm-hmm, it's, definitely. You know, it's not the same online no i don't do branches online no <laughs> just so sad but we do we still do with friends uh, zoom calls mm-hmm. because like i know I, I live in lithuania my friends live uh, some in germany some mm-hmm. in arab emirates and sometimes we do like those zoom calls to to catch up to to get together maybe maybe drink together mm. and just, you know, chat. That's how it's about quarantine, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I find that it's, uh, it was easier to connect with friends that are not in the country because it's the same yeah. with everyone. Like Definitely. you can Zoom your friend in Vilnius or you can Zoom your friend in Copenhagen or mm-hmm. wherever, you know. So I found that, okay, I I, <laughs> I did more calls with uh, with friends who live abroad than before yeah, the definitely. pandemic. Oh, it's also a nice, nice new way to <laughs> get in touch. It's often. not going anywhere. It's yeah. here with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people are now kind of more used to it, so it's easier to just jump on a Zoom call. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and uh, even uh, when we study Lithuania, now our teacher, uh, she's so used to Zoom calls. She's like, are you going to do offline events? She's like, well, no, not really. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're so eager to do offline mm-hmm offline Lithuanian classes because okay. it takes time to go to the office yeah. you have to get up earlier because we have our classes a bit earlier before before work 
and you have to be on schedule because mm-hmm. like we, we have this you know flexible sort of work schedule we don't do like strictly nine to five mm-hmm. we just start a lot of late a lot later and then finishing later as well in, in at night mm-hmm. well not at night in the evening but like to to do the class you actually have to be there not to be late and stuff and it's so much easier to do it online mm-hmm. and our teacher feels the same mm-hmm. and uh, she's so used to zoom classes as mm-hmm. well so we're like yeah fine it works yeah. for us if it works if you're actually learning because sometimes you know it's easier to hide and like <laughs> away no, no, kind no, of no, not, not too many people in our group oh, okay. you cannot hide and if you're quiet yeah. he'll ask you a question uh, okay. <laughs> what do you think about that <laughs> like okay no chance <laughs> no, no. like the no. only excuse eh, she's not strict at all mm-hmm. but the only excuse okay you, you have Barbora coming mm-hmm. you have DPD coming okay, okay then you're fine uh-huh. okay so how do you enjoy these uh, classes for Lithuanian um, it's love and hate honestly because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not the easiest language to master mm-hmm. um, but and it goes in the waves for example when I came to Kaunas it was like a, a different alphabet different letters different mm-hmm. everything like all the words that Alufianian were, like, most of them were unknown to me. Mm-hmm. But then you have this first, like, peak, okay, I start understanding something. I can uh, order coffee, I can understand something on the menu. I don't need, an, with, uh, like, an English menu anymore. Mm-hmm. I can, like, understand what's going on in Lufianian oh, okay. already. And then after that, well, first I moved to Estonia and then mm-hmm. to Vilnius. So, like, my Lufianian skills were close mm-hmm. to non-existent. <laughs> Because most of it I, I learned in Kaunas, but then I started like going to courses again, mm-hmm. and there was another peak. Okay, I started understanding like podcasts in Lithuania, yeah, yes. not everything, but at least some of the words, and uh, you you picking up for conversational words, like you know those trash words as well. So mm-hmm. you sort of like separate them from the speech, mm-hmm. and you understand like those are like filling up the gaps mm-hmm. in the speech, and you don't have to literally translate them. Mm-hmm. So you start understanding the the flow of speech, so to yeah. say. Uh, there is another peak, but now I'm at the moment. Okay, I have my exam. I. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, like the only thing that I'm liking the conversational, like the practice mm-hmm. of speaking Lithuanian and uh, not to be afraid like to make mistakes and stuff because at class I'm fine, I know that I'll be corrected but like face-to-face, like one-on-one speech, it's like it's a bit complicated mm-hmm. and with people who are, you know, like who are speaking Lithuanian, they don't, like if it's not a study group, like can say so like mm-hmm. yeah sort of like study yeah. group where people are speaking slower mm-hmm. and like making an effort to, to to try to explain some something to me but when they're like speaking really fast you just you understand i understand like 80 percent of what's going on but mm-hmm. i don't have like you know this mental ability and do not don't have this vocabulary and it's not clicking so fast for me to be able to react think of the phrase that i have to say mm-hmm. think of their correct tense uh, gender, uh, like plural, singular, all, all the endings, yeah. and just to, to give it straight away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it goes to practice and to be able to, to actually talk and to mm-hmm. speak Lithuanian. But it's like it goes in waves. Now mm-hmm. it's like a good wave. Okay, good. <laughs> good, right, ride the wave. <laughs> I'm excited now, yeah. Yeah. So I start to understand more and more, and um, I don't have this struggle. Okay, what's going on? I'm like, I'm in a vacuum, like informational vacuum. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that because of the pandemic, like so many, so many things said about about our last year. But I feel that um, more communication is like aimed toward 
internationals and foreign people in Vilnius. Well, probably Lithuania as well, because Alertea does more news in English. Because before before the pandemic, it was very scarce. Mm, okay, so you see a difference before and after. Yeah, I think so, because there was nowhere to take this information from. And uh, even Mayor of Vilnius, he started to post uh, things in uh, foreigners' Vilnius in English. Mm. During the pandemic, because nobody knew what's going on, and oh. like there was no information of like how, oh, what, what's, what, what is it? And he yeah. started like you know doing posts both in Finnish and in English. Okay, so yeah, that that was nice. Yeah, no, that's good. Of course, like how are you gonna know? You know, yeah, but <laughs> These are important information. Yeah, but now I think like most of those official resources, they're like in English, Finnish at least, mm-hmm. maybe Russian sometimes in Polish. But you still see the difference between content, like produced in Lithuanian and English. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that it has to be like fifty-fifty. But mm-hmm. I feel that okay, there is ten news in English and one hundred thirty in in Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. So you feel that okay, some of the information is missing. But do you really need it all? Probably not. Yeah, maybe it's just very specific things. Mm-hmm. Still, still good that there's improvement. It's good, good yeah, hear. yeah. But also, my Lithuanian level is getting yeah, higher. So you won't need the English soon. Like you'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, next year we're gonna do this podcast in Lithuanian only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, my friend um, who does this kind of podcast in Estonia. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tina. <laughs> um, she for the summer she did these double episodes where she would do like it in English and mm-hmm. uh, in Estonian for people who are already learning Estonian mm-hmm. and can conversation in Estonian so that's an idea <laughs> you know, I could I could do some kind of mini thing like that as well um might be might it's be gonna be a very simple conversation yeah my name is Ella Manpetinka Pomidori Irvashka wow okay together <laughs> uh sometime together in a salad yeah I can oh, do yeah. like the Scottish cheese with uh, cucumbers and uh, tomatoes uh-huh. weird taste yeah mm-hmm. yeah I guess so I mean there's like feta is uh, like you know this uh gra- like this uh, the Scottish cheese that it's not curd but it's like with the grudiata it's really good with tomatoes and cucumbers oh yeah 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 i can imagine my dad would would make this kind of um with either regular maybe maybe but it would be like milk this and salt and it would be like a little kind of kind of like a it was weird <laughs> when i say it but that was actually quite good it's kind of uh, this thing i hadn't in childhood well not had it since but <laughs> look at your face and you didn't enjoy it at yeah. all no it was it was actually quite good um but uh, yeah, when I say it, it sounds really strange. <laughs> yeah, but it's basically like sort of. Yeah, <laughs> because with it's... With <laughs> yeah. yeah, and without beats. Yeah, but without beats. <laughs> <laughs> totally nodded, but close enough. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so also, um, because you're from Ukraine, I wanted to ask you about like differences, similarities to Ukraine. And do you travel there often like to visit? Mm, yeah, I still have my family living in Ukraine. I have mm-hmm. my mom and uh, my brother and his family. They live in Kiev. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm about to go there in October when my mom finishes renovating the apartment. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, but thankfully the flight is very short and it's not so expensive. So it's it's manageable. It's not that far. As, as for similarities, differences, well, I guess uh, like 
the the mentality it's not like not not to say the the mentality but you know there are cultural similarities probably there are more of cultural similar similarities between ukrainians and lithuanians than between like ukrainians and germans mm-hmm. or americans mm-hmm. probably like we're closer we're geographically closer and we share this common past yeah like some years of this common past mm. so basically i guess it's not that different but still there are different differences mm-hmm. and even um i don't know if if you take the favorite food it's potatoes mm-hmm. it's yeah. borscht as well so in terms of food there are a lot of similarities too mm-hmm. yeah we started talking about food yeah now we're now never no, gonna stop <laughs> no coming back so okay so about food what's uh, what's your favorite lithuanian dish then? oh i like shelkibrashai in uh, in summer mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite thing to have mm-hmm. and uh, this year i had i don't know how many pots of shelkibrashai because <laughs> it was so hot in summer mm-hmm. um what else I I don't like cipollini so much. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite food on earth. But kibine, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we have kwas in Ukraine as well, Gira. Mm-hmm. And you love it so much too. So basically, and we love beer, we drink beer. You have borscht here and a lot of soups. So, yeah, so herring mm-hmm. too. So yeah. basically, you can see a lot of similarities mm-hmm. food-wise. And I love shakotas mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I love a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Food <laughs> is always good. Have you have you tried? There's this um, restaurant Ertlanamas, and no, it no. has this kind of historic Lithuanian, Mm-mm. well, like historic inspired Lithuanian dishes. They have this like tasting menu, so it's kind of like a experience I to know. go. Yeah, I think I know what you're there. talking about. No, we haven't been there, but I visited the similar place in Estonia and Tallinn. Mm, okay. So it was really good. They do have a lot of, um, you know, this uh, wild animal food. Mm, there yeah. is a better word for it in English. But game. Think, yeah, yeah, game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think historically as well, there was probably a lot of that in Lithuania, just somehow it's not, it didn't remain popular. Mm. Till this day, like the potatoes kind of took over. <laughs> All of these <laughs> so foods that were introduced later just kind of medium <laughs> potatoes. Yeah. Like what? What else do you need? Yeah, 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 exactly. And what was it like to um to live in Estonia and then also come back? Like, what was? Did, did you feel like a difference? There? Well, after Estonia, I honestly felt like it felt like home in Vilnius mm, because okay. I, it was so. Uh, for me, a bit harder because I was, I just chose the most uh, Estonian, I chose the most Estonian city in Estonia to, to go to. It oh, was Tartu. 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 Oh, Tartu. yeah, mm-hmm. I've been there. It's really yeah. nice. It's, city. It's, it's, the city is super nice. It's mm-hmm. mostly a university city. Yeah. But then you spend uh, three months there and you feel that you see all the like, same people mm-hmm. every day because yeah, it's, it's, small. it's small. And the international community is small too. And you live with the same people, you hang out with the same people. And even if you go to the bar, there are like a few bars mm-hmm. that people usually go and I think two nightclubs. Mm-hmm. So basically it's the same people around you all the time. And plus the climate was so much worse than mm. in Lithuania. And uh, I woke up, it was gray outside. It was also winter time, mm. and at three p.m. it's also it, it it it's getting darker and darker. So basically, like the light day is so short, and you see sun like I don't know once a week mm-hmm. at best, <laughs> maybe not even. So when I came to Vilnius, when I when I went to Vilnius for Christmas, 
uh, I actually felt like, okay, people are smiling. People are so... It's Christmas. <laughs> I think that might have to do with it as well. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess I needed that experience mm-hmm. to, to see the difference yeah. because Estonia is great. I, like, I love Tallinn. I still like Tartu. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of traveling there. It's not that we were sitting like mm-hmm. only in Tartu. We, 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 we traveled a lot, but still it's like, you, you feel that it's not your place to be. Mm-hmm. Probably probably there are like better places for you, like Vilnius for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really like it here. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, in Estonian language is so very hard to master. I went to one class of Estonian, like, you, you they have this intro, and I was like, okay, maybe I should take Estonian classes uh-huh. as well. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and then I, just, I I saw a few words, and I thought, I'm never going to learn this. Like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't have this motivation, like, to study language just to study it and because you won't be able to speak it probably ever yeah i know like two words still but and i can order beer in estonian so that's that's my estonian <laughs> that's the most important language you need yeah that's that's all i need that's mm. all i know after yeah. my half here in estonia mm. yeah 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 for sure i know i for me as well like i, I did my erasmus in the netherlands mm-hmm. And, you know, Dutch is, is so difficult to pronounce the words. <laughs> um, so when when I knew that I wasn't going to stay or I thought I wasn't going to stay there for a longer time, then it's just you don't have the motivation to learn. But And it's not that um, I understand, like, I, I understand why English became, English became so popular, a lot of content in English. Mm-hmm. And you actually have motivation to, to learn it and to master it and to be able to see the TV shows mm-hmm. and to read books and, and to, I don't know, like all YouTube, I feel it's English, but it's not. But mm-hmm. like you can find everything you need in English. Mm-hmm. But, well, same actually as in Lithuanian. I feel now there is a lack of content for me because like I can, we do these YouTube videos on, like during our classes, we, I, I feel proud of myself that I understand what's going mm-hmm. on. But at the same time, would I watch them if I didn't, uh, like, if it wasn't in class? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, you need this content, even quality content in Lithuania. And I'm not saying that it, it doesn't exist, but it just takes a lot of, well, I, I just need to up my level probably a bit more, probably mm-hmm. way more, uh, to be able to, to watch it fully. Mm-hmm. And, like, at this point, you try to lose motivation because you, like, why I'm mm-hmm. fine finding good content in English? Mm-hmm. Why should I struggle with them? No, I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For for content, I think there's quite a few like good uh, radio programs. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're kind of like mix of like radio and podcast because mm-hmm. it's also kind of uh, open conversations a lot of times, and those are quite good. I think you know there's different topics and then. Um, yeah. Different kind of people can initiate different mm-hmm. uh, shows, so they have like a series. And um, um, there were a few that I watched the watched and listened to like environmentally themed mm-hmm. um, that I really enjoyed so I think yeah the content is out there it just takes some time to, to find find you it you need to be able to speak very good Lithuanian probably yeah. for that because uh, you don't understand like okay you can understand 80% but if it's like a professional podcast mm-hmm. it's probably you need those 20% to be able like to, to make the full picture mm-hmm. same as uh, for me as a marketing manager I know that I like to be a good marketing manager like for Lithuanian market to be mm-hmm. able to understand the language to feel the language it's like C1, C2 level mm-hmm. and it's a big progress from mm-hmm. where I'm now so probably I'll be like my professional languages will still be English and mm-hmm. Russian uh, but it's not that I have any difficulties with those but 
still at the same time you like you you have this in you that well probably my opinion won't be good enough ever oh no it it can be <laughs> just live here long enough you know yeah. <laughs> practice practice yeah. and maybe yeah. maybe join like a local group not just the international <laughs> groups you know <laughs> But, yeah, but it's 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 like this. Like you really have to just use use the language. Yeah. Really, and it's always really convenient to be able to speak English when a lot of people around you can and and do. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, extra motivation. You know, but Lithuanians are so nice. Like when they hear you're struggling with Lithuanian, they're like, okay, we can speak English, we can speak Russian. That's mm-hmm. why I don't have any motivation because mm-hmm. every Lithuanian speaks. Very good English or Russian mm-hmm. and or Russian. Mm-hmm. So you need like a language buddy who would keep you to it. <laughs> you know, they'll all turn in into like they just switch into English or Russian all the time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's like you know, I still at the same time I still feel okay. If I really wanted it, if I really needed it, I would have done it already. Mm-hmm. It's still like it's it's nice to see where I am, and I'm like I feel I'm progressing slowly, mm-hmm. but I. Yeah, it's you so. passed the exam. Like that's that's. that's it's only A one, A two. It's like first, uh, like Pirma Kategoria. Yeah, still no A two is okay. Like A one, most languages. I like I don't really speak any other languages, <laughs> so I'll probably only have A one in in like uh, German, and that was maybe five years ago. So now it's probably like A zero point five. You know, um, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta. But you have Dutch. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that that failed. <laughs> that failed. That was just a few a few words <laughs> that I knew and now maybe one that I, I can remember. <laughs> but yeah, it's a hope hopefully if I if I need another language I will be able to to learn something in the future. <laughs> yeah, you will, of course. Yeah. You just have to decide which one. There are a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, a question I always ask towards uh, the end of the podcast mm-hmm. um, is to describe uh, living in Lithuania in three words for you. How will you find find it here? Um, comfortable, fun, exciting. Oh, are nice. those the synonyms? <laughs> fun <laughs> and exciting, but I think those three that uh, come to mind first. Mm. Yeah, well, those are good ones to hear. It's good to hear. It's fun and exciting. <laughs> and comfort is uh, very important. Challenging sometimes. That's the first word. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, don't change that. <laughs> I just cut it before that. <laughs> cut it before that. Yeah, great. So thank you so much for, for being on. It was really nice no, to, to chat. Probably nice talking to you. And, you know, next year in Lithuanian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I need we'll this do motivation. This, do this all again. <laughs> Great. Of course. Thanks. Thank you for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast and let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook page. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time.